I'd be okay touching it. I'd actually kind of like to, because I'd like to. I'd like to see what it's like. No, it's getting a little creepy. You are listening to Irrational Confidence, a weekly conversation about technology, sports, entertainment, and lots of other stuff. This is episode number twenty. I am Nicholas, and with me, as always. The R2 to my 3PO. It's Brandon. Hey, you're my and only hope. Yes, I am. You know, I'm really proud of you, Nicholas. You, you are? You went through, you got through that entire open without a cough. Nary a sneeze. Yeah, nary a sneeze. As, as you can probably tell from my voice, I've been a little under the weather this week. Mm. Yeah, I've been coughing and sneezing like a crazy man. You think that, you know, being a pharmacist, you'd have like first access to all the good drugs, wouldn't you? You would think that, but you'd be wrong. Oh, okay. Shit. I actually, I actually, believe it or not, I actually don't deal with drugs anymore. What's the best part of being a pharmacist? Um, the best part of being a pharmacist or the best part of my job? <laughs> uh, <laughs> both, I guess. <laughs> the I don't know what the best part of being a pharmacist is. The best part of my job is I can do my job in sweatpants at home. That's true. It's got it's got to be the money. It's got to be the money. It's the it's the satisfaction of knowing you're helping people. There you go. I, you know, I always that's what I say when people ask me. I tell all my friends. You know, I, I went to pharma. He went to pharmacy school when I was in grad school at VCU, and I, I he asked me, you know, what do you think he uh, decided to be a pharmacist? And I said, you know, he wanted to help people. He just had this innate desire. Ever since I knew the guy, everybody just, knows this about me. He just always wanted to help people. You know, he'd jump in on a friendly game of beer pong, um, just to help. I would that, do that. Just to help that, that struggling kid. Uh, out and uh, you know instead of him losing by himself he could lose with a friend i always like playing beer pong with uh, new people because new people always win <laughs> it's true they got that uh they got some some kind of magic like beginner's luck is that what it is i don't know i don't know <laughs> anyway <laughs> no so, idea so, what I'm talking about. so nick wants to help nick wants to help people i'm here to i'm here for the people i see uh there's got to be a kickstarter <laughs> project in there somewhere uh help me help the people give me money <laughs> Don't you want? I thought you were all into. Uh, you wanted for clean water for for it's everyone, like, right? Yeah, are you a like, clean water um, guy? You want you and Matt Damon? Yeah, me and Matt Damon want to do clean water. It's like uh, it's like George Costanza's Human Fund. Oh, exactly the Human Fund. You know, for people. Yes, for people, I and mean, I'm, I'm people. Help me. <laughs> I like to help people. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Oh, that's the way I episode like episode 20. Epi- can you believe this? Man, 20. Do you, do you believe that we've been around this long? Can you believe we haven't been shut down by somebody? That's what I'm just saying. I haven't got a letter from the censors. I haven't got a letter from Apple. We haven't. That we haven't got a, a bad review yet. Although I'm we've got what four reviews. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's more. We have more apathy than anything else. I feel I feel like that's it because you know if you uh, if you dig through the annals of uh, business nomenclature you know and you look under customer service and they talk about how you get people that usually respond on surveys and reviews are either the ones that have an overwhelmingly amazing experience or mm-hmm. think you're you know a shitstorm and <laughs> want shit storm. and want to let the world know about your shitstorm and then there's everyone else and I feel like we have a lot of everyone else. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think you're right. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with indifference. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm okay with indifference too. It's the, it's the child of of intervention, innovation, right? Intervention is that a word? It, I just made it a word. I think that that's a truism. Yeah, Innov- indifference is the child of intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that said before. 
It's, it's now forever known. It will be. It's forever known. On episode 20. Episode 20. We got a big episode tonight, dude. We, we got We do. It, it's stuff. always uh, it's always funny. We get to, you know, cause usually try to re- record these like Thursdays or Fridays. It seems to be near the end of the week. It just kind of happens. Uh, I get like Monday or Tuesday and I'm like, crap, we don't have anything on the agenda. What will people do? People will be so upset when they listen two weeks later. Because there's nothing on uh, on the agenda, and then, they're gonna uh, love it this time. It never fails that you know, like six hours before we record, all of a sudden there's like so much stuff we have to open up the next episode list. Oh, it was ridiculous! It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> we had to, today. We, had to was... turn, we had to turn agenda items away. Yeah, we did. We we bumped stuff to next week. Yeah, we said ridiculous. okay. We said okay. You know, you need to go. I got five pages of notes in two brackets. Did you fill out the bracket? Did you fill out that bracket I sent you? Yeah, I did. Excellent. Yeah, I, I thought did. that was interesting. We'll get into that. But that was, uh, I saw that on Facebook. Uh, our good buddy, uh, our friend Steve Thorne, uh, had posted that on there. I don't even know where it came from, but uh, an interesting, uh, little, uh, prop bracket, as you will, that we'll get into as we talk a little March Madness. But, uh, as, you know, these episodes, uh, tend to start off and continue for who knows how long, uh, we do have some news and follow up. Strap in, folks. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> wait a minute. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't even started news and follow-up yet? Wait a second. We're, we're five minutes in. We haven't even started news and follow-up. This is just getting better. Oh, it's getting better and better. This show, okay. this show is just becoming so much more than we could have ever hoped and dreamed. It's taking on a life of its own. Yeah, it's our own, co- it's our own cocktails it. and dreams. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, yeah it is. There um, we go. Okay, yeah, I've got, let's see, uh, one, two, three pages of news and follow-up. So let's get going, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. All right, first things first. This is important for a lot of our listeners. There is an Apple security flaw. Well, well not really. Wait, 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 what? Okay, so Apple today, it was either today or yesterday, announced they are enabling two-step verification for your Apple ID. I love how it's, uh, you know, it's like <clears throat> important, important security flaw, and then you're like, oh, maybe it's it was yesterday or maybe today. It, you're being, it's very vague about your important security well, flaw. Well, I mean, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> I don't have specifics, what, people, but it's very important. Would I let you down? Don't answer that. So, um, so they enabled two-step verification, um, and basically what this means is um, they're closing some loopholes about how your password could be reset, and um, we'll put a link in the show notes where you can go and enable two-step verification. The only problem with two-step verification that I can see is that if you, you go do it today, they make you wait three days to complete it because they don't want somebody to have hacked your account, enable it, and you not be able to get in. So yeah. you go, you request it, and then they'll send you a secure email when you can go in and complete the process. The security flaw was apparently on the reset password page. Uh, today there was a problem where somebody could go on with your Apple ID and your date of birth and reset your password without your knowledge, but they have since taken that page down. So that's no longer a security flaw. So as long as your so, password still works, you should be okay. So no action required. Is that bottom line? Uh, I would recommend going and starting the two-step verification process. Okay, so go. Okay, so no, no, immediate right now. You have to do this action required. Can you do that right from your iPhone? I don't think so. I think you okay. have to go to the Apple ID page on Apple.com, and we'll I'll put a link in the show notes for it. I don't know what the URL is. Excellent. So. I really hope that our our listeners don't get hacked. Um, by that you know whenever they decide do to download not. this episode. They're yeah. like, shit, I got hacked. Well, you should have downloaded earlier. You, sh- you should have listened to the episode. Yeah, exactly. Jerks. Jerks. Apath- so, apath- uh, apathy. <clears throat> apathy group. 
Yeah, we'll we'll show you apathy. Yeah, yeah, take that. You take know, that. Yeah, ignorance. <laughs> All right, so uh, so there's Apple. They're fixing that. They're enabling two step verification. Go do it. It's important. Um, okay, big piece of news. Are you ready for this? Do you it. Ready? Are you sitting down? Do it. Most people already know about this, but it's big news. Google is ending their reader service on July first, twenty thirteen. You see, for me, that's meh. That's a lot of meh. That I don't, may be meh for you, but for a lot of people, that's a big, oh, big deal. My wife was v- very much upset I have, about it. At one point, I had, gosh, before I started cleaning it out, I had about 250 feeds in my Google Reader. So is that like for blogs that you read? Yeah, okay, blogs, Because I know my wife, sites, that's what my, my wife yeah. uses it for, is to read a lot of blogs. And the thing is, like, you can you can use use it to read any kind of RSS feed. You could use it to do blogs. You could do news sites. You could do... Uh, people's Flickr pages, if they have it publicly available, like there's an RSS feed for that. So you can see all the pictures they upload, like anything like that, you can use it. And so Google's ending their reader service, which a lot of people use it as a front end client on the web. But then the problem is a lot of services like the app I use reader on iPhone and iPad and on my Mac that uses the Google API as a backend. So with that shutting down, reader is going to have to he said he's going, the guy who develops it said he's going to come up with some solution. But um, what it is, is they're calling this their spring cleaning. They're closing down a bunch of stuff. They're also closing down uh, their spring pat or what, is it spring? Snapseed. Snapseed app for Mac and Windows, uh, which is a picture editing thing. Um, but like I said, like a lot of people are really dependent on Google Reader. It launched in 2005. And a lot of people have many, many, many feeds in there. There's a social component uh, where you can like do recommendations and, and comments and stuff like that. So are they um, replacing it with something? Like why just nope, say why they, just why gone. just why just say hey I'm not doing this anymore? Well, here's here's what they said, and see if see if see if you buy this quote. This is from their blog post. These changes are never easy. Did you read this blog post on Google Reader? Uh, no, I didn't. Mm, okay. I do not subscribe to that blog at my Google Reader, ironically <laughs> enough. These just- <laughs> changes are never easy. But by focusing our efforts, we can concentrate on building great products that really help in their lives. Now, no right. comment there about how the product that was already helping people is being cut, other than these changes are never easy. It's just, you know what it is? It wasn't making them any money, and it was costing them a lot of money to run it. So bing, it's gone. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. 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 So there is some good news. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is actually really good because it's going to cause a lot of third party people to develop something because the development of RSS readers has been kind of other than a shell for the reader API, the development's been pretty non-existent. Um, and so alternatives have already been announced. They were announced like that day by Zite, which is a news service for iOS. Feedly, which is like a, a feed reader and news aggregator, Net Newswire, which is like an old school news reader, they're coming back. Um, and Dig is uh, announced they're developing one, the Dig site. Um, the one I'm personally most excited about is Feed Wrangler, and that was announced by David Smith, the guy who made the Check the Weather app that we talked about a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what episode it was, but we talked about it a long time ago. Um, and I'm really excited about it because I love his Check the Weather app. His stuff is really good. Uh, his is going to be actually a paid subscription service because uh, it does cost a lot of money to run these things. He hasn't announced pricing, but I can't imagine it's going to be too much. 
Uh, but there are going to be a lot of free alternatives like the Feedly and Dig and stuff like that too. So in the end, it's going to be good, but it's going to be a transition for sure. Yeah, I can imagine so, for people that were really uh, at you know had yeah. a big part of their of their life as far as connected <laughs> to the internet. I, I kind of you know think about it like if they just said we're getting rid of Instapaper. And yeah, can you imagine like for the people that gone. for people like us that live and die by Instapaper? I don't know what. If he shut that service down, like my world would change. Right. So I think I use that for so many things. For some people, that's how they feel now about Google Reader. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. Not necessarily me or you, but I think a lot of people are really, really concerned and don't understand. And it's, and it's, you know, most of these are people that don't understand like the complexities of the, of these different programs anyway. So they just, exactly. they don't understand what's going on. They don't understand how they can get it from somewhere else. They just knew that they had this app that allowed them to look at all these blog sites and they got so used to that. And now, exactly and now right. they're kind yeah. of left out in the cold without a yeah, code. You're, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. I mean, I mean, you try telling your, you know, a good example, you know, try to explain to your grandmother how RSS works and how to put an RSS feed in an app other than Google reader. Right. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a transition, but oh, well. you know, some people, you know, are comfortable getting their feeds from Twitter. I'm personally, I, I don't have any philosophical problem with that, but I'm just not used to that. And I'm, I'm, I'm used to having my internet feeds in one space and my social stuff in another space. And, and that's how I like to do it. I don't want my Twitter feed clogged up with all these different sites, Twitter feeds. So what were so, you using? I was using Google Reader as my as my primary, but I would never really access Google Reader. I accessed it through the Reader app on iPhone and iPad. Okay. Where you can you can do like favorites and you can do you can add and subtract feeds from your Right. I mean that's how I thing, used to so. listen to before I had an iPhone, I used I used the Reader app to listen to some podcasts. Because mm-hmm. I'd get the you know the RSS. Yeah, that's the other thing is you know um, all these podcasts that people subscribe to. A lot of people just do it in Reader because it's it's yeah. just an RSS. Well, you didn't have if you didn't have an I, mean, I didn't have an iPhone. I had a Droid. Um, I wanted I still wanted to listen to some of those podcasts, and so that was the only way for me to do it without you know going to a website or whatever that was so cumbersome. If you're going through a browser to get to you know what what amounted to an IS, uh, iTunes RSS feed. So the reader app was great. Um, yeah. And so that I feel, you know, I, those people that don't have that now, they're SOL. Pretty much. So Pretty awesome. Much. You know, RIP Google reader. Yeah. So, so when uh, is that going to be phased out by? It's going to be gone on July 1st. Um, I don't know when David Smith is planning on having his back, uh, his, uh, app ready. Uh, he hasn't really announced that, but he said he's been working on it for quite a while. I believe Feedly, you can get Feedly right now. You can switch over to Feedly. And they've said that if you switch over to Feedly, you can import all your feeds from Google Reader and they'll use the Google Reader backend for a while. And then they're going to transition to their own backend and it'll be seamless to you. So if you go into Feedly, uh, hook it up to your Google Reader account, then you don't have to worry about it anymore and they'll take care of the backend. Okay. Um, so, so recommendation is to go ahead and do that. Whether, whatever, yeah, I would do whatever that. feed you choose, whatever, uh, program, you know, do it now. Yeah. Go ahead and start thinking about your alternatives. Go ahead and, and start maybe making some moves, try out some other apps and see what you like. And, and, um, and the other thing, um, you can, uh, I think it's in your accounts thing in Google. If you go into Google, you can export. Is that a, techn- all is that a your technical term? The accounts thing? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to confuse people more than they've already been confused. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go into, if you sign into Google, the account. I think thing. you can either go into into Reader itself or into your accounts. Uh, and there's a way to export it. Okay. So cool. And it exports it as like an XML file. So most of those apps will be able to read it. So, so get on it, <clears throat> do it. Cool. Thanks for that uh, update. Yeah, man. All right. More, more news. Okay. So did you watch this bizarro Samsung galaxy S4 announcement? I did not watch the announcement. I read the article that came oh, across. Boy. So it's, this was a couple weeks. This was like last week or the week before. Yeah. Uh, five inch, 1080p Super AMOLED display, mm-hmm. right? That's what I saw with uh, 441 PPI yeah. pixels. Pretty mm-hmm. decent. The phone looks nice. Uh-huh. The cameras on it look nice. It looks like a, you know, I, I, me, I'm obviously biased and partial toward the iPhone, but, you know, barring that bias, like it looks like a great phone. It looks like a fine piece of equipment. The problem is the announcement. What was the announcement? It was bizarre. And what respect? Thing. Okay, so they held it at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, you which, know that place, the $17 martinis? Uh, that's Rainbow Room. Oh, right, yes, Rainbow Room. right around the corner. Right around yeah. the corner. Um, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they had it at Radio City Music Hall. It was like full like Broadway-type production, but... There, it was so bizarre because it was like uh, this weird amalgamation of like little vignettes where they're showing people using the phone, but then like corporate speak and they'd have like a, like a Samsung exec come out and talk about the phone. And it was just really bizarre. And, um, it, they did like these weird, like awkward self aware jokes. Like they would do the little, little vignette and he would like tell the guy to go back to the dressing room and stuff. So it was like, okay, are you, you know, aware that this is a production or are you going with the illusion that it's like a real story? Like what are, what are we doing here? And then the weird thing was it started getting like sexist and borderline misogynistic. It was really bizarre. Okay. Please go on. Oh, I will. Okay. So give you a good example. They talked about this air gesture feature where you can turn on this feature and you can just like swipe in the air in front of the phone screen and it'll do that gesture. So gesture. So you don't have to like actually touch the screen. And the way they described it was that's really helpful while the ladies let their nails dry. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they had a lady there on stage and she's swiping and pretending that her nails are drying. Wow. How great is that? Wow. So then, but even better, the smart pause feature, which is actually kind of a cool feature. Um, I don't know that I would use it, but it's kind of neat. And basically what it is is, okay, so you're watching video on this phone. You're on YouTube or Vimeo or something. You're watching video, and you get distracted and you look away. The video pauses. So, I mean, I can see where that would be helpful. It might be a little annoying, but I can see where that would be a cool feature. But the way they demonstrated that was it's great for drunk ladies at a party when they start ogling the shirtless gardener. No, they, and that's what no, they acted no, no, out. No, 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 no. Oh yes. Yes. She, she couldn't watch the video because she was distracted by the shirtless gardener. What is Sam? What is Samson thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after all that and the ladies at the party decided to, they were going back to the dressing room. He said he was going to start announcing the next feature while the ladies cool off. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, and this was all scripted, and apparently all 
like every single word and everything had was approved by Samsung executives. So they thought this was great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm just, was, I, I want to see it now. I think you should, de- I got, I'm going to put a link okay. to an article about it that has the video embedded. Definitely go watch it. It is bizarre. It's really awkward, really bizarre. And like the crowd is like, they're, they're, cause the crowd is just all press people. Like, like there's no like normal people there. So it's all these press people and they're like trying to play along, like through the first bit of it, clapping and laughing when they're supposed to. And then it just kind of is like quiet in the hall because it's not funny anymore. Mm. It's just so bad. Weird. It, it, that's really shocking because it seemed like Samsung was really moving in a uh, strong direction as a competitor to Apple. With, yeah. With the, the Galaxy Galaxy S3. was I mean, it was a pretty strong competitor. Had yeah. some really it, nice advertising with it. They had a really <laughs> smart campaign and I thought they were really starting to be a contender. And that, it was kind of odd that they were going, they would go this way. Very much so. And that's the shame of it because, you know, it, I, I'm one who thinks, you know, Apple needs competition because if they don't have somebody pushing them, they're just, you know, they may not be as driven to make a better iPhone six. Yeah. See, so, see the, Ma- know, see the Madden football games. See the Madden football Reference. games. Exactly. Exhibit A. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm one that, you know, I have no problem with seeing Samsung do well. And I, and I think looking at the, the Galaxy S4 objectively, it looks like a great phone and I wouldn't be ashamed to carry one around. It's, it's a little big for me, but it's, you know, it looks like a really nice phone. You know what? And you know what? Com- to have it marred by this is just a shame. You know what competition breeds? Um, intervention, Nicholas. Intervention. Co- competition breeds intervention, and so I, I echo your comments and say that I, you know I've heard that it was great. <laughs> you have somewhere I don't know where, but someone said that once. Some really great wise man. Uh, a wise man once told me <laughs> intervention. <laughs> oh, it's the seed of the future or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Galaxy S three to Galaxy S four. It's, uh, I, if I had to guess, and like I said, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the, the Samsung phones. I've never actually touched one. I only know, you know, by reading some articles online, but it seems like the Galaxy S3 to S4 is kind of iterative and it's kind of like going from the 4S to the 5. Like there are some differences in size and definitely some differences in capabilities, but like the feature set, it's not a radical departure. Can, can I ask you? So you said you've never touched a Galaxy phone. I haven't. Do you feel that something bad will befall you if you touch said phone? Uh, no, I haven't had the opportunity. Okay, but you're not. You're I've saying I've never actually seen anybody that I've never in person seen one. But you wouldn't like go out of your way to say like I can't touch that phone or no. I'd be okay with that. Okay, I'd be okay touching it. Just... I'd actually kind of like to <laughs> because I'd like to. I'd like to see what right, it's like. Now, now it's getting a little creepy. Because the the only Android phones I've really experienced are like the old Motorola Droids. Yeah. And. But you say old, but it's like, you know, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's ancient in modern times. Um, but yeah, so it was really bizarre. Definitely go watch it. And the neat thing about this, I mean, I guess it's not neat, but the interesting thing about this is it prompted me to go back and watch the Sony PS4 announcement. Because I was like, okay, that was bad. Let me see what a really bad one is. Because I kept hearing how bad the Sony PS4 announcement was. And it was nowhere near as bad. It was way more watchable. It was a lot longer. It was like two hours. And um, 
there, you know, they didn't act stuff out. Like it was like a press announcement. Um, so I mean, unless you're interested in video games, you'd be bored to tears, but I went back and watched it and it was not nearly as bad as people had reported. Um, the demos looked really good and it was kind of tempting to look into a, a PS4. I might have to check them out when they come out. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely give it a consideration. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy mm. one. I certainly won't buy one when they come out because it'd be too expensive, but, right. but I'll take a look at it. Okay. So I'm not going to take a look at a S4 and buy one, but I'd like to, I'd like to play with one to see. Okay. Well, I'll see if I can uh, arrange that for you. Yeah. Make it, make it so. <laughs> So, uh, what do we got? What else we got? You wanted to talk about this, uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. So I just thought this was really interesting. And I've never, you know, I'll be upfront. I've never seen Veronica Mars. <laughs> I haven't either. Uh, I, I think have it, no idea about it premiered at a time, you know, uh, during my formidable years where I was doing other things besides watching, uh, teenage PIs on low budget cable networks. Is that what it is? She's like an investigator? Yeah. She, I, I don't have any yeah, idea. Yeah. It's kind of like, about. uh, yeah, she's kind of like a Nancy Drew kind of character, um, investigating these crimes. Girl. Yeah, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page. Yeah, it's Kristen Bell. You know Kristen Bell, don't you? Uh, no. What's she been in? Really? Um, she was in uh, mm-hmm. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah, okay. She was the blonde in that. That was it, and her role was, she, was that. Was she's Sarah Marshall. Yeah, there you go. She's Sarah Marshall. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> She was on the she was on the CSI she was on the CSI show and her boyfriend Jason Siegel wrote the was the composer for the CSI music. Oh, there you go. Remember that? It was hilarious. Um, hilarious. What else was Chris? Kristen Bell right now she's in House of Lies on Showtime. I think we talked a little bit about that mm. with Don Cheadle. I think we did, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's uh, she's a good actress. And but what I thought was just really interesting was so obviously. Veronica Mars and just reading more about it now over the last couple of weeks, it, you know, was out, I think three or four years on UPN or in the, which became the CW, I think, or something or other. And, but never really gained a big following. And so kind of fizzled out after a couple of seasons now has an opportunity to come back and they started a Kickstarter campaign to say that, you know, for fans of Veronica Mars, you say, you want to say something? No, I was just, I was looking at the Kickstarter page. It's incredible. Yeah, they wanted to, they said, if you, we raise $2 million in -hmm. 30 days, we will make a Veronica Mars movie. And they had a bunch of incentives for people that, you know, donated a certain amount of money, like most people in Kickstarter campaigns do. I think they had like, you know, you'd get like a digital copy as soon as it came out, you get a signed poster or something, t shirt. Go ahead. If you donate, $10,000, $10,000, which somebody already has. There was only one $10,000 spot. Somebody's already taken it. If you pledge $10,000 or more, you get a speaking role in the movie. <laughs> there you go. Worth wow. it. Worth As a waiter. Hey, you know, so for some people, it was worth it for them. It's like saying people that, you know, if they uh, redid one of your favorite movies or one of your favorite TV shows that never really, you know, went big that you wanted to put on, make a big Is production Richard of. Anderson available? There you go. MacGyver movie. You only need to raise $2 million. Two million dollars. So they they put a goal of thirty days. Mm-hmm. They did it in ten hours. Yes, there's twenty one days to go. They have raised as of right now three point eight million dollars. Yep. So they will almost double what they. They wanted. will be making a Veronica Mars movie. <laughs> yeah, they way will. to go. I'd say I applaud them. For, That's awesome for doing this, and it just goes to show you that you can get anything done on Kickstarter with uh, a little elbow grease and intervention. So. Uh, $2 million. And so it kind of prompted a question, obviously, as we just kind of touched on it briefly, but you know, people asking about, 
other projects that were out there that uh, could benefit during, you know, use this model to, to kind of mm-hmm. propel uh, their fans and their money to, to making some of these projects, uh, you know, continue. And one, like obviously, the MacGyver movie. like the MacGyver movie and Firefly, which Firefly. was a suggestion out there. And so someone actually asked Joss Whedon about it. Yeah, what he said. And he said, you know what? Uh, it's maybe when uh, Fillion is finally done with Castle, uh, and 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 Castle gets on Netflix. Jesus, let's let's go ahead and get Castle Seriously, on Netflix. Let's make that happen, people. And Whedon is finally done uh, trolling around the Marvel universe. Um, <laughs> that maybe, but it's going to be a while. And and you know, honestly, they they had their movie. They got a they got Serenity. That's true. They did. Have uh, but I think fans want a little bit more. So, you know, they just can't get enough of... I don't know. For me, the the cool thing about Firefly is that, like, it was this great thing that just stopped. Yeah. I don't know. I just like that for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly rewatchable. I just would have liked to have seen where it's hard to really know how good that series could have been. That's true. With just yeah. that one season. I know we, when we've talked about that with a lot of shows, and you know, including Walking Dead um you know a lot of different shows that really didn't know what parks and rec that think about if parks and rec had stopped after the first season oh yeah i mean just think about that and then you look back 10 years in the dustbin of history well, yeah 10 years from now and you're like oh yeah parks and rec you know huge cult following but oh that's right that was a show <laughs> right but it wouldn't really hold the the you know i don't know what i'm looking for it wouldn't really be as memorable and really wouldn't be a as a big of a part of your viewing, you know, history in, in terms of what you know what shows really moved you and meant a lot to you if it had stopped at season one. And now, granted, you know, it was a great first season for Firefly, but who knows? Who knows what could have gone? And I think the movie kind of showed that that they had a real interesting story to tell, mm-hmm. and they just really didn't get time to really tell it because the network net was never behind it. They wanted to shoot in a different format. They made them put episodes in different orders. And so yeah, when you don't have true. the network that's airing your show like behind you, it's I don't, I don't think that's a recipe yeah, for disaster. It's got to be really hard if you don't have the backing of the network or you're on a uh, you know was, second or third tier cable network that nobody watches. What was the show we were talking about that we were just talking about in this last episode that the oh it was um the show with Christina Applegate up all night where like the show cre- right. the show creator left the show. So, I mean, it's like, I can't be a good sign. It's not, that's never good. So you gotta have, you gotta have the people that are behind it from the beginning to support it and the people that are paying the bills to support it. And obviously that's, these are big things. So, um, Veronica Mars, uh, they decided to have the fans pay for it, which, uh, worked out pretty well for them. Yeah. It worked out great. (laughs) So I say, you know, what can't you do with Kickstarter? I, I gotta agree with you because you gotta think that seeing the success of this, you're going to see this a lot more often. I, and I think it's, you know, an easy way to connect with your fans. Your fans feel, I mean, look at the people that feel like they were so much of a part of this and will donate $1, $5, yeah, there's, $10. There's 58,000 people, over 58,000 people who are, are backers of this. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and if you say to a studio executive, I'm going to, I'm going to make this movie and I can get 58,000 people to watch it. They're going to laugh you out of their office. Mm-hmm. When you go on Kickstarter, you can get 58,000 people to back it. You got a movie, Jack. You got it. And don't call me Jack. Uh, but see, this is what I'm thinking is like, uh, I mean, $2 million. You know, it's well, the, I believe... the studio didn't even feel like, you know, the studio didn't even want to put this money up for it. But but your fans out there are willing to, you know, they're going to pay two ninety nine and three ninety nine for an app on iTunes. They're definitely have no problems paying two ninety nine for 
to be part of you know a show that really meant a lot to them to, yeah. to see a movie made exactly and see those characters again so exactly. i don't know was there so if you think oh it's, it's usually richard dean anderson i mean i'm a guyver movie how old is he now let me see hold on uh probably like 59 58 <laughs> i gotta i gotta look and see he's not 60 there's no way he's 60s Oh, this is what people tune in for is me looking the stuff age up of on the IMDb. age of Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, exactly. He was born in 1950. So he is. Wait what, for it. Uh, Wait for it. 60. For he'll it. Be, he's 63. Wow. January 23rd. He's 63. So he got social security last year. Wow. Holy crap. He don't really have an updated. So you're working. Photo. So you're working in sweatpants to pay for Richard Dean Anderson's prescriptions. Pretty much, yeah. Awesome. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with <laughs> he that. He earned it. He earned it. With <laughs> he, bubble gum and paper clips. He, he earned that $4 Torvastatin. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. All right. So, Kickstarter. Wow. I just thought that was really interesting. Not that I, you know, like I said, never seen Veronica Mars, but people that like it love it. And, you know, I can definitely sympathize with that. There were a lot of shows that I felt. Uh, you know that way about growing up and oh yeah um that never really got the pub it needed and and so for people that uh were fans uh they're pretty happy right now there was yeah they and also, they have every right to be i mean this is awesome and i think i mean it's gotten a green light and it's in kicking in high gear no pun intended uh but it sounded like that maybe there'd be some f- some actual footage to show at uh comic-con oh cool so, so they are moving. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, moving right along as uh, as we as we do in this show. Yeah, let's let's keep the ball rolling. <laughs> what? Uh, anything else in news and follow up? Oh, we uh, some movie stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we got some movie stuff. So I don't know if you saw this, but this come across. But you know, they're working on a Lego movie. Yeah, I when you put it in the notes, I had to go look it up, and I have to say. I'm super excited about this movie. You know, I, this looks awesome. Yeah, and I was I just clicked on it and we wanted to see what, you know, what it was all about, but it was really uh it's really interesting in terms of who they actually got to sign up for this. So I'll read real quick uh, the The cast is amazing the, already. The official synopsis for the Lego movie. Yeah. The 3D computer animated adventure tells the story of Emmett, an ordinary rules-following, perfectly average Lego minifigure who is mistakenly identified as the most extraordinary person and the key to saving the world. He's drafted into a fellowship of strangers on an epic quest to stop an evil tyrant, a journey for which Emmett is hopelessly and hilariously underprepared, also known as the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Pretty much. You read that and tell me you don't think that's Fellowship yeah, of the Ring. It's that's exactly, exactly right. the story for Fellowship of the Ring. So that's the negative there. But the positive is... Uh, Who's playing Emmett, sir? Chris Pratt. is Chris Pratt! Love me some Chris Pratt. Super excited. You can follow Chris Maybe Pratt at, other at names? Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Yeah, Mr. Mr. At Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. The other names attached, Will Ferrell, Liam Neeson, Allison Brie, Nick Offerman, Elizabeth Banks, Morgan Freeman, Will Arnett. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, I know. When I started reading, I, I was just looking at it as a one-off thing to see, okay, what is this thing all about? And then I started reading. I saw Chris Pratt, and I got real excited. And then I kept reading down the list, and I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how do they get all these people? I, and I was like, I had to, I have to add this to the agenda. It does nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But I just saw this list of uh, amazing actors. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean. And I love the subtitle, too. It's It was originally called The Lego Movie. And and now apparently the title is Lego, the piece of resistance. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. 
So yeah, so uh, more to come uh, as we're talking about the Lego movie, but uh, definitely. But yeah, something to get excited about. I'm excited already. And as we're talking about movies, I thought it was very appropriate to uh, to just touch on the time of year that we're getting into. Actually, one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, we're getting into movie season. Movie season. And it's a very very exciting time, and we're kicking it off next week with GI Joe Retaliation, <laughs> which is going to be an epic film. Well, no, what do you mean we? <laughs> we, I mean we, as in listeners, uh, apathetic listeners of the podcast. You're kicking it off with GI Joe. Oh, I'm kicking it off. Oh, I'm kicking it off. All right, and I think you're pretty jealous. I am jealous. Actually, <laughs> I might go see it anyway. <laughs> I might go see it anyway. You're gonna punish yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So I will be checking out probably next weekend. I'll be checking out GI Joe and live tweeting that for all your viewing pleasure. Yeah. Um, and then we'll I'm have so a recap uh, on a future episode where we talk yes. about it. So that comes out next week, which uh, probably I shouldn't say it like that because you're probably not listening. It probably comes out tomorrow if you're listening. Uh, you know, it comes out March 28th. I want to say no, 29th, 26th or 7th. So yeah. One of those. March days. 29th, Friday, March 29th. But I think they're having some special screenings. On the 26th or 27th, if you oh, really... Are you, going to a, are you going to a special No, I, I don't think I am, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you going to see it in 3D? I'm not, I'm not getting cute. Oh, oh, hey, I don't know. Lady J in 3D, it could... It might... It might uh, who's, who's playing Lady J? Adrian Palicki. She was uh, on Friday Night Lights. I, while I'm talking, you should IMDB her right now. Okay. Um, she is quite nice. She also played Wonder Woman in the failed NBC pilot, Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, um, and she's expressed interest in and in reprising that role for Justice League. Okay. But so the actual name of this movie is GI Joe Retaliation. Yeah, no, that's what I said. Okay, I didn't hear you say. That. All right, well, that's not my fault. That's yours. Yeah. So moving along, because other people are listening. Uh, oh my goodness! What? Yeah, she's quite nice, right? I'm sure she's an excellent actress. <laughs> is that it's like what you say about Alice Eve? Did you see yeah, that? Exactly. Did you see that latest trailer? I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I, was, I was watching the, the the new Into Darkness trailer. Watching, watching. Okay, this is cool. Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. Whoa, naked lady. Heaven help us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, very nice, very nice. Can't wait for that in IMAX. Um, and so now we move into April. We've got some. We got two really good flicks that are Earcon Pod approved for the month of What's April. What's coming up in April? Eight. Well, the weekend of April fifth uh, and sixth, Jurassic Park. Yes. IMAX 3D. And I think it's just that weekend. It's Friday and Saturday, I think. It's just. I think that's right. So yeah. you got to so catch gotta, it Friday or Saturday. Sure. Or, or Wait, which weekend is it? The first weekend in April, the 5th and the oh, 6th. crap. I think I'm working. Uh, I'm going to have to work that out. Yeah, you're going to have to work that out. So you got to go check that out in IMAX on the 5th and the 6th. I might 6th. be sick that weekend. <laughs> there you go. And then, uh, you know, no, no rest for the wicked because uh, on April the 12th, the very next weekend, 42 comes out. Yeah, I'm excited. Which about is the Jackie Robinson biopic and looks really good. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. Your boy uh, Harrison Ford's in it. Yes, he is. Yes, he, I didn't even recognize him in the trailer. There you go. Uh, yeah, that looks. That's good. what uh, that's what most people say in real life when they see him. I didn't recognize him in the trailer. <laughs> I didn't recognize him. Okay. <laughs> yes, ass literal, <laughs> literal party of one. Uh, and that, and now we're moving uh, into into May. Mm-hmm. What do we got in May? Uh, we've got uh, May flowers because April showers bring May flowers. Yes, they do. Um, and you have on May the 3rd a wonderful flower known as Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. My daughter makes me uh, play the trailer for her over and over again. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. She's all into Iron Man 3, huh? She hasn't seen any of the other ones, but she's seen the cartoon on Netflix. Oh, so. excellent. There you go. Netflix, where you watch a thousand kids programs, for, and it's great. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, then uh, the next weekend, I want to get your thoughts on this and see if maybe you're going to get dragged to this by your uh, ball and chain, your better half, um, the Roy to your Siegfried, uh, <laughs> the Great Gatsby on May 10th. I, you know what? I, I am actually personally excited about the Great Gatsby. Oh, really? Yes, I think it's going to be really good. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Have, uh, I didn't strike you for a Tobey Maguire fan. Oh, I'm not. But I, I love DiCaprio. And Carrie Mulligan is definitely on my list. Do you have uh, all the seasons of Growing Pains I on Apple TV? I- any seasons of Growing Pains. Oh, well, then you are not a DiCaprio fan. Have you seen the movie The Beach? No, I have not seen the movie The Beach. You are, I've seen the trailer for you are, it. You are not a DiCaprio times. fan. Okay, sorry. I'm just saying. You you really... Uh, you got I saw some, Shutter Island. You've got some work to do. Did you read the book? book was a lot better. He wasn't in the book. Uh, he was... <laughs> He was if you knew they were making a movie about it, and then you it pictured the actors while you were reading the That's book. That's true. Boom, That's that true. happened. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> you win again. I stand corrected. You win. You always do. You always quick, do. Quick staring contest. <laughs> so we've got Iron Man 3 on the 3rd. We've got The Great Gatsby, which Nicholas is giddy about on I am. May the 10th. Yeah, my wife and I will definitely be going to see that. Are you going to dress as flappers? Uh, yeah, I'm going to dress as a flapper. <laughs> I want, yeah, you dress. I she's going to dress as Jay Gatsby and I'm going to dress as Daisy. You can just uh, reprise your Halloween costume from a couple years ago. I don't want to talk about that either. Okay. Um, is that, that was when your costumes didn't come in and then you had to go really quick to the store to get something. Yeah. 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 That was funny. Not good. <laughs> uh, May the 15th. Star Trek. My mother's birthday. Really? Excellent. Happy birthday, Mrs. Art. Mrs. Art. Uh, five fifteen. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. So this is this is wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. So there's the first three weeks uh, in May already set for Nicholas. They're booked. Um, and then we're we're just moving right along. We've got a twofer for May twenty fourth. Are you ready for the twofer? A uh, uh, double feature. Uh, we do have a double feature. We have the Fast and the Furious. Oh Jesus. Yes, I know you. I calm down. I know you're as excited I'm so as excited. I am. Excited. I can t- I can sense it. And the Hangover Part Three. Uh huh. So there you go. There's your twofer. Yeah, I know you're so excited about both of those. I don't. I I do want to see Hangover Part Three, but I don't know if I'm going to pay theater money to see it. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not, especially when I mm. if if you make me choose between Fast and the Furious and Hangover. No, that's not even a contest. No, not even. I mean, I, Fast I, Six. You kidding? I mean, even even if it was out the same weekend as Star Trek. Yeah, really? it'd really be a conversation, dude. You don't wow. mess with you don't mess with Fast and Furious. Don't mess with them. Wow. Don't mess with the Fast and Furious. Okay, so that just happened. So that's a busy May. That's a busy May. And then that is a busy uh, May. it doesn't get any less in June. Uh you've got six, seven. We have um we, we talked about this uh I think last episode, Much Ado About Nothing. The Joss Whedon remake. Yes, I do want to see that. The okay. uh, the black and white. Yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, so that's June seventh. And then next week, June fourteenth, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Okay. It's good, dude. I'm I'm not big on Superman. Uh, well, you're not big on superhero movies be- to begin with, so I understand. No. That. Um, it's gonna be really good though. Kevin Costner. I like my superheroes to be normal people, like Iron Man and Batman. Ah, uh, okay. So that that gives you a, a shot at maybe doing that one day. Yeah, it leaves me still in the equation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there. You're, I got a shot with Pepper Potts. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> That's right. Uh, another movie coming out the same weekend as Man of Steel. It, I don't know if you've seen a trailer for this, but it's called This Is the End. 
Uh, I think I saw a poster, maybe. Yeah, so I want you to include this in the show notes and go look at a trailer for this when we get off uh, this episode. It's really interesting. It's a like post-apocalyptic movie with, I'm going to read you the cast, um, Seth Rogen, James Franco. Oh, you had me at Emma Watson. <laughs> I, I didn't even say her yet. I just pulled it okay. up. Emma Watson, Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jonah Hill. Wait, they all play themselves? Hey, can can you let me finish here? I was getting yeah. there. Thank you. Spoiler, Sorry. spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, Jay Baruchel from, uh, he was in that funny movie w- with Alice Eve. There you go. Bringing it full circle. The, what is it? Oh, she, uh, she, uh, she's out of your league. Did you see that one? I didn't. I never uh, saw it. It was good. It had a Hollow Notes cover band, adult, edu- oh. adult education. It was great. <laughs> It's great. I would wow. see. I would recommend that movie. Just do they have a purple Fiero? Nah, uh, no, no Fieros. Actually, mm. I think the production cost was going to be too high. Everybody is in this movie. I, I, yeah, and so they all play themselves, as you so poignantly uh, pointed out. So really interesting uh, concept that these guys. And so the trailer, if you look, you can search for. Um, uh, this is the end red band trailer and I go look at it cause it's really oh. funny, especially because the scene with Danny McBride, Danny McBride just like making fun of, uh, Jonah Hill and, uh, James Franco and it's really hilarious. So I love a red band trailer. So I'd, uh, I'd highly recommend it. So that comes out six fourteen. So that's going to be actually pretty interesting to see how that, that kind of turns out. Um, and then moving along, we've got two more, on six twenty one. Um, they are one that I know, uh, the little ones in our community will love, and that's Monsters University. You talking about Kyle? Yes, yes, Kyle. Okay. No, Kyle. No, he likes Wally. If nothing, he won't say anything else. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's the only kid movie he likes. And uh, and World War Z. Have you seen a trailer for World War Z? I did, and I was more excited about it than I think most people were. Yeah, see, and I wasn't that excited about it until I, I watched cool. three seasons of Walking Dead. Yeah, I used to not be into the zombies at all, yep. and then Walking Dead. I used to actually be on like on the other end of it, like where I was kind of annoyed with zombies. I mean, not. I mean, I really, you know, how much I really enjoyed Zombieland. Well, that was really great. Everyone's annoyed with zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they? What do they do here? What do? You, what is it that you do here? Uh, I, I enjoyed Zombieland quite a bit, but I just got kind of over all the zombiness in the world. And so I was kind of out on zombies and it took me a while to even get warmed up to walking dead, but damn, I'm glad I did. Yep. So I'll, I'll make that as a nice transition into the, the other thing I wanted to discuss. Yeah, man. Unless you had anything else on the movies. No, that was good. And that's, I'm excited and sad at the same time. Okay. Because I'm caught up on walking dead as you are. Yes. So I'm excited because yeah. holy shit, season three is ridiculously good. Three is awesome. I mean, the it's hook. it's like you know, okay, season one to good, season two to great, amazing, awesome, epic. That's season exactly. Three. I mean, it yeah, is, I feel the exact same way. It, it is phenomenal, and it's it's just really coming into its own, and it really got the fact that I I love how in season three, spoiler, I mean, not really spoiler alert, but they're really making it more about the real enemy isn't so much the zombies as it is each other, right? Yeah, and you, exactly. Living in this apart, kind of like, uh, did you watch the movie um, Book of Eli? Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, so kind of like that, right? Where it's, I mean, this apocalyptic world where the, your people are your most dangerous enemy. You know, it's not it's not the, what happened, whether it's the nuclear fallout or, the, or zombies or some virus or something. I mean, just like, just like the postman. Exactly. Still, yeah. still holds up today. I'm bringing it back around. 
Ford Lincoln Mercury. <laughs> oh man. What is that guy's in something now and I forget. He's stars in some oh. show. Um that you know, not not a terrible movie. I always <laughs> love how T, uh, TNT always kept it real and would show it like four times in a row. Um and just really trying to to you know, keep gotta, keep it gotta going. Milk that license money. Got to keep it got to <laughs> keep it going. Oh, Kevin Costner, you know, what uh what you can do when people shove money at you after uh winning dances with wolves over good fellas. Oh. So <laughs> so yeah, so anyway. So um so Walking Dead, we're all caught up. So the ha- yes. that's the happy moment cuz it's a great show. The sad moment is that we're caught up and I have to wait till Sunday to yeah, get to the next episode. When I episode. got caught up uh, I guess week before last, and then I realized, oh crap, I gotta wait until, and I'm doing season pass, so I really gotta wait till Monday. Yeah, to watch it. Well, you could always, I mean, if you're being, I did season pass too, but you know, you could always just record it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why do that? Because it's so awesome. On I, I don't even like to hit the button to switch I, back over to the no, cable box. I, I'm in your, I'm in your court on this one because yeah. having to do the, I finally gave up on that with and the uh, commercials with Breaking Bad too. It was just so annoying because I, I, I ended up having to. Yeah, I, I the only one I do I do it on Downton Abbey because um I don't remember why we did it on Downton Abbey. I don't know, but we do it on Downton Abbey and we do it on, I do it on Walking Dead and I do it on Doctor Who because we don't have an HD BBC America channel. Oh, okay. But I don't do it on Mad Men or Breaking Bad or any of those because I've already spent like $120 in season passes. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, I I I really want to take an episode, a part of an episode and just calculate. You're, you're, I want to do like a, like a mint.com for, for Nicholas's entertainment what, costs. What my laziness costs. <laughs> yeah. Me. iTunes season passes plus DVR plus, oh, plus cable. Game of Thrones. I, I do Game of Thrones too because I don't have HBO. Plus Hulu plus Netflix. Plus, oh man. This is good. Uh, this it, is it's, good. Stuff. It's ridiculous. And it's all, it's I mean, whatever. Ridiculous. I mean, that's, you know, you've prioritized <laughs> that as, as something that's important to you and you make good money and, and you work hard for it. So, you know, I, I say you spend your money on what you want to spend your money on. Mm-hmm. It's just between that and comics, like I'm in the poorhouse. <laughs> you, sp- no, 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 no. Yeah, I buy comics like crazy. No, you don't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never knew this about you. Well, it's fairly recent. Oh, okay. What kind of. I, I never read comics when I was a kid. What kind of comics? Uh, I read, well, I've got, I, I get like a bunch of different ones on Comixology, which is a great app. You don't need the, the comic book. That's stupid. Just get in on Comixology. You get like, uh, Saga. That's a really good one. And, uh, 47 Ronin is a good one. Uh, huh. there's a whole bunch of good ones. You're a comic book reader. Yeah. And they, they relaunched, um, uh, uh, DC relaunched a bunch, uh, last year, year before last. They like restarted from, from issue one and started a whole new storylines from issue one with like Batman and, and all these other ones. So I like reading those too. Wow. You're, you're a romantic. Yeah. You have, can I say? You have a lyrical soul. Yeah. You, I also did. Uh, I went back and I get that. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. I have a reference. Soul. Yeah. What is that from? Fever pitch. Nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I am a romantic. You can love yeah. and under the best <clears throat> and worst of times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is my devil ray dancing um yeah like um if you ever seen have you ever seen the movie uh v for vendetta no it's not not a good movie even though it's uh is that with uh, uh asian asian persuasion 
uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, negative Ghost Rider. And, I was thinking Lucy um, Liu. I thought Lucy Liu was no, in that. No, <laughs> Lucy Liu's not in that. Um, that was and, um, uh, X. What's his face? Uh, the guy from The Matrix, and he played Elrond. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, he's in it. Uh, he plays V. Anyway, it's a terrible movie, uh, despite the actors trying their damnedest to be good in it. So his name is um, Vendetta? His name is V. Uh, but it's V for Vendetta. He's named himself V. But it's V for Vendetta, so his name is Vendetta. Yeah. No, his name is V. But but the movie says V for Vendetta. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. That's not his name. That's, I don't I don't understand. I know. It does not compute. But, um, it does not compute. It's a terrible movie, and it doesn't follow the comic book as well as it should. So I went back and read, read the comic book on comic, Comicsology. Comic is way better than the movie, so I did that. Oh, interesting. So. This is a whole new world that that our readers probably don't care about, but I, I thought I find I find interesting. <laughs> our readers, all right, yeah, we now we've now. Uh, <laughs> We've now we're, what we're doing is we're actually transcribing this podcast. We embrace all forms of media. We're transcribing this podcast, and it's actually um, going to be put in a quarterly collection, and you can uh, purchase that collection um, on iTunes. through our Kickstarter. Through, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that we're going to put it on Amazon, but in order to do that, we need to start a Kickstarter campaign. So we're going to need uh, some money from all you apathetic listeners. Yeah, so kick in. Love you guys. You guys are getting this for Boom. free. That's ridiculous. All right, so, so yeah, Walking Dead. So yeah, Walking Dead. Uh, great show. Highly, 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 highly recommended. I think I mentioned to you that next to Breaking Bad, I mean, it's it's at the top for me. Yeah, and it is yeah. in its third season. It's hitting its stride, and it's really good. You can get the first two seasons on Netflix. Hang in there for season one. It's just six episodes. It's short and sweet. Uh, it's a real a little slow to start. But season two starts to develop a little bit more. It gets it's it gets good and watchable and interesting, you know, from episode to episode. But season three is really where, in my opinion, and I, I think you agree too, that I mean, every episode seems like it's a season finale. Yeah, it really does. With how it really does. I mean, the the writing is superb, and the acting is amazing yeah, in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, these... you know, when you, I think. I, my acting would be amazing too if you never knew if it was going to be your last episode because they seem to kill everybody <laughs> off. True. A lot of people so, die in this. Right, show. so people die all the time. So I would make it. You know, every episode, uh, you know, is like their last. So that's why it's so good. And you can get every Walking Dead issue all the way back from the first one in Comicsology. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, that's the one yeah. thing. It's interesting if you look back at some of the. And that's a nice. It's quite different. It's a nice little tie-in there with the comics. Um, there's there's some stark differences between the comics. I mean, nothing that would like like make you think they ruined it. Because I mean, one of the writers of the comic book is a producer on the show. Right. So I mean, you know, well, it's stuff that they want because they see how people react to certain things when they put it yeah. on the screen and the, and the show. And then it's they, a different medium. They want to so, keep a character, yeah. or they feel like that character doesn't really work. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I mean, when the series first started, I effing hated daryl and i was annoyed yeah. with, annoyed with him and now he is my absolute favorite above above him. all he's my favorite character um you know I, I hated him i mean i loved him as an actor because he was awesome in boondock saints but i just didn't like his character and i was kind of annoyed with him throughout most of the first and second season um but by the end of the second season and the whole third season like he's just he's the shit and he's my favorite he really that that character really evolves. Mm -hmm. I mean, they all do, but that one, Daryl, he becomes so different yep. from how he starts. So great, yeah. great movie. And uh, so, as as with all great shows, there are now uh, a number of uh, video game spinoffs, and yes. I won't get into too uh, heavy details. But there was one spinoff that one video game that came out 
in I want to say like November, December um, of just this past couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And it was put on by Telltale Games. And I heard that one was pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good too, but it's it's not really my cup of tea. They're the same studio that put out the Back to the Future games. And I, oh, I didn't, and like, I didn't like I got the first episode. I remember we were so excited about those when they were yeah, talking about it. I was not it. happy with those. Not my kind of game, not my kind of point and click format. And that's what the zombie the zombie game or the mm-hmm. Walking Dead game that they put out was. I think what the the good reviews of people that really liked it was that your defi- their, excuse me, your decisions really had an impact on how, how the game progressed. Oh, that's cool. I like that. So that yeah. that was really positive. <laughs> kind of reminds me of like Skyrim or something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, Excellent game. Um and so now there's another game that just came out and I actually did pick this game up simply because you get to play as Daryl the, the whole game. <laughs> so you know I had to buy this game. The Daryl game. There's the Daryl game. This is the uh what is it survival yeah, instinct? Yeah, it's Walking Dead Survival Instinct put on by Activision and so this has you it's like a prequel to season 1. So you're playing oh, cool. you're um you're playing as Daryl and so you you uh and I haven't gotten through a lot of the game I just started it but you actually you start out um, you start the game actually playing as Daryl's uh, dad, and he you go through this creek or whatever, you're trying to help this guy out, you end up getting bit, and then you, you have to kill him, um, and then you start playing as Daryl, and you're with him and his uncle, and you're trying to get through this town, and, and uh, you, you're finding people along the way, and obviously there's zombies everywhere, and the real interesting thing about this is that you obviously, like it's a really, at the heart of it, a stealth game. Okay. And cool. it's, you know, if the zombies can smell you, the zombies can can see you that they're they're coming after you and just like in the TV show where there's one, there's a 100. Yeah. And uh so you, you really the the benefit of the game is if you can stay, you know, hot hidden for as long as possible, you'll you'll do well. So it's a lot of, you know, seeking up behind them and executing them and knife to the heads and stuff like that. Um, I haven't gotten so far in it with cr- the crossbow yet, so they haven't they haven't allowed me to use the crossbow. So <laughs> you haven't been allowed. Yeah, to. I haven't passed the the rigorous entrance exam for the crossbow. Yeah, I have to say, for people who haven't seen the show yet, if you're squeamish by heads opening and and brains coming yes. out, don't, you don't want to watch this. Yeah, show. the show is not on NBC. The sh- There's a lot of knife yep. and axe, very graphic and sword to the head. Well, you do become. Uh, uh, kind of generally desensitized to it, which is you know one thing that's nice about our society is that it's it's it's, <laughs> it's very easy for us to become desensitized, and so it shouldn't take you more than a couple episodes to become acclimated uh, to the blood and the gore. It's just another decapitated zombie. There you go. You know, it's just another one, and it's really it's probably the same one that same person that you saw three episodes ago because they use the same like four, yeah. 40 people and they just dress them up differently. They just use different makeup, right? They said they can just pay them the same wage. Their heads must be killing them. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I'll let you know uh, how the, the game yeah. goes. The nice thing about it is that it's obviously a licensed <laughs> game. So, he actually, Daryl, actually, Daryl and Merle, you're, Merle's there too, does their own voices and has all the original music and everything. So, really, if you're a fan of the show, it really makes you feel like you, you're actually doing something while you're waiting till Sunday or, you know, in a week or two when, uh, the series is, the season's over, gives you something to do through the summer. As you're, don't say that to me. I'm just telling you, you got to prepare yourself. Prepare. I don't want to talk about I kinda it. I kind of want to wa- go back and watch season three again. I want to watch the, the added. Yeah, I do too. I want to go back and watch all of the behind the scenes because that, definitely do. That's the, I, oh wait, you've watched some of them? I've watched all of the inside of the Walking Dead things. What I've been doing is I will watch the one for the previous episode right before I watch the next episode. Okay. 
and they're really good because the actors are talking about like what they see as the point of that episode. And then the producers will talk about it. It's really good. There's a lot of really cool information in there. I, I really liked that They did that. And it's a really <coughs> nice. I mean, it's the same. It's akin to, you know, people that buy the deep buy DVDs and yeah. get the special features. I think this is a nice special feature to have as a, you know, a way to say, Hey, you're paying $42 for the season pass. I'm going to give you something more than just the season without yeah. commercials. So um, I like Game that. of Thrones does that too. They'll put in oh, like, nice. a lot of behind the scenes things. It's not episode per episode, but it's um, but it's like you know, here are the characters, here's the costuming, here's the cool, you know, the the special effects, you know. So it's pretty neat. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, all all well and good. And yep. now let's get to our agenda. Now we have a show to it's do. It's been an hour. <laughs> well, I hour. mean, in all fairness, we don't have a ton of stuff on this agenda. So no, I think no. I think the big stuff we we do tend to find. You know, we have. We would like to, you know, say that this podcast is uh, is a model for completeness. So we like to uh, to follow up on all points, and um, you know, we generally uh, go back to things that we enjoy talking about, namely movies, uh, TV shows, and things in technology. So I say, uh, I say that's okay that we I you know, that we're at an hour because it's uh, relevant stuff, at least to us. It's our podcast. Yeah. We do whatever the hell we want. Exactly. You want you want something different? Make your own podcast and <laughs> experiment with editing for six months. Exactly. You, know, you have fun with that. See if you get it down by episode nineteen. <laughs> hey, we're rolling at twenty. <clears throat> yeah, we are. So yeah. Um, so you wanted first to, thing you I'm, wanted to talk about your your struggle, your journey, your epic. Um, uh, is it like your Mormon quest to uh, my your pilgrimage? Karmic. My karmic payback. Your pilgrimage to, to try to acquire tempo? Yes. Okay, so when I, as, as I discussed before, uh, when I, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a couple of different apps, but okay. I'm going to start with tempo. Um, when I first signed up for tempo, I was around 43,000 in line. And I don't remember how long ago that was. It was a long time ago. It was weeks, weeks now, temp, ago. Now, temp, just, to, just to recap... Um, Tempo is a calendar application, and it was designed and, by the mailbox people, right? No, no. Okay, who? No, uh, <laughs> it. Was, I don't know the company that. Oh, designed okay. It. I thought they. Uh, I just kind of assumed because they use that same reservation system. Yeah, they did use so a, that's a, a very similar system, but yeah, it's a different company. So that's my bad. Um, yes, seriously. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, it's a calendar app, and and the the main. Uh, feature of it is that it like integrates or it pulls in information from like your obviously your calendar uh, and from your email and your contacts and all this stuff to make it easier to to schedule and 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 do things around meetings and conference calls and stuff and um, so I finally got in this past Tuesday um, into Tempo I uh, got in Tuesday night and it started, it does this thing where it's like, okay, we got to, you got to sign in with Google to get your Gmail. Um, unlike mailbox, uh, mailbox is eventually going to have more than just Gmail, but uh, tempo does any email account. Cause it's not like doing something with your email. It's just like looking for scheduled meetings and stuff. Okay. Um, so it has to parse your email. And of course, most of us who have Gmail have like 
eight bajillion emails in there because we never delete anything. We just archive them. So it takes a while to do that. Once it does that, it like presents you like you can set it up either monthly or weekly or day to day. I have it. I had it day to day where you can just swipe through day to day and it has like a list of what you're doing that day. And, and it has like what the temperature is that day, the high and low and, and, and things like that. And then it has like for each event, like I had a conference call scheduled on Wednesday and it had, um, because I had that in my email, it pulled it in and it pulled in the number that I needed to call and it pulled in the password. And so the next day when I needed to call in for the conference call, I just clicked on it. And then after the phone dialed for the conference call, a little pop-up that pops in, in the phone app pops up and says, dial such and such. And it's the second number and it's the, the passcode. So when it prompts you, you just hit the button and it dials your passcode for you. That's pretty cool. But, um, the thing is I don't, I do a conference call once a month. I don't do meetings. I don't, I don't schedule things like that. I don't meet with people. So it's kind of wasted on me. And I found that ah. as a calendar, I enjoyed using the calendar I was using before fantastic a lot more. So I've gone back to using that. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're somebody who does a lot of conference calls, does a lot of meetings, and especially the other problem is, uh, my work email is completely separate from my personal email. And I cannot access my work email from my phone because we, we have company policies where you, you can't do that unless you're like a, you know, upper up manager person. And so like I would have to forward it to my personal email and then, you know, weird things happen with like, okay, everybody else on this, on this email is, you know, that address and none of them would recognize my personal address. So I can't like reply to it as I'm attending because it would like mess things up. So it's just for me, I think I'm a, a weird edge case where it, it just doesn't suit me right. But I think somebody who has a lot of meetings, does a lot of conference calls, um, has their work email on their phone, like this would be really good. Can, it's just not for me. Okay. So the one that is for you, let me ask you, give me 42 <clears throat> seconds on why I should use Fantastical over iCal. The main thing I like Fantastical for is, well, first of all, it's a lot prettier than um, than the regular iCal app. You can swipe up and down through your list of events, which is really nice. You can also swipe at the top. You can swipe left to right across days. So you can very easily pick which day you want and very easily pick which event you want. Um, and it's continuous. Like you, you click on that day and that day becomes the top day in your list of events at the bottom, but you don't like not see the rest of that week. Like you can still see everything. It's really nice. But the main feature that I like about Fantastic Out is you, there's a button. Remember, uh, what is it? Orchestra, the app where it like does the speech to text time. Well, that was 42 seconds. Sorry. So. <laughs> Um, fantastic how does really, really good natural language parsing. So like I can say, like I, uh, for instance, I was showing it to my parents and I put it, I, I hit the little button and I said, uh, art is on a cruise from April, whatever to April, whatever. And it puts it in there as a continuous all day events. And it says arts on a cruise. Like, and I never have to type a thing. It's great. Okay. It works really well. And it just suits me better. I have it on my phone and I have it on my Mac and it syncs with my uh, Google calendar that my wife and I both use. And so that it just works really well. Now I think tempo 
um, also is a good calendar. Well, let me, let me ask just, you, would I have to completely input everything new into into this app? If I got the Fantastical app, would I have to, all the stuff that I already have? Because I have events, like... No, it pulls everything from your regular calendar. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to put everything back in. Okay. Just just want to know. Learn, wanna, yeah. Want to learn from the app guru. Yeah, because I have... Uh, I was using the the... I guess it's iCloud now but i was just using the regular you know internal calendar in the phone but then my wife and i decided we should share because we have you know you know kid goes to doctor we want that on both our phones so and she for a lot of work reasons she needs to use her her google calendar so um so i'm using we're using a shared google calendar and it just pulls it all right in Mm, yeah okay cool well thanks thanks for that 42 seconds yeah, you're welcome. So, um, I have to say, the bottom line for Tempo is yes, I would recommend it if, you know, for one thing, it's free. So you're not out anything by getting in line. And, and, and I think the line now, last I saw the, the end of the line is like 13,000 now. And it is moving a lot faster too. I went from like 6,000 to zero in like a day and a half at the end. I'm sure it's moving so, a lot faster than the mailbox line because my wife, yeah. my wife was like, look, Finally, there's more people behind me than in front of me. Why doesn't she just use your account to get in? I, I don't know. Because she doesn't. Because it's not my account. She wants. She has. Wants to use it with her email. It doesn't matter what email account. Oh well, then how does she? Just buy it. Buy it with your iTunes account. I want to buy it. Are it, is it a free? Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. But like, have her download it on your uh, iTunes account. Yeah, I, I guess that could probably work. Yeah, it doesn't matter which email you use with it. I'll let her know. She'll be so happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it. Like my brother has tons and tons of meetings and he's still waiting in line for it, which is kind of a shame because he could use it a lot more than I do. Um, as far as tempo is. So, I mean, you should just give him he, your password and username. That's not going to happen. But, but, but um, he gave you a Chewbacca toy, a Chewbacca um, figure. He did. It's it's actually staring at me right now. Um, so yeah, if you do, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was not- if you do have lots of meetings and stuff, and and you meet with people, like you know, it's instead of you know just doing everything over email and stuff like I do, then I think it's definitely worth it, especially since it's a free app. So there you go. Get in line, get it. See if you like Boom. it. Boom. Um, so I got two more apps to talk go. about, real super fast. Uh, one app that I I've. I've kind of stopped playing, but only because I've gotten to the end of the game. Um, ridiculous fishing. This thing is ridiculous. The most, it is ridiculous and it is so addicting. Like I would sit on my, and I don't really play a lot of games on my phone. Um, I sat there on my phone for literally, literally hours playing this game. Okay. So it is actually ridiculous. So the way it works is you're a guy in a boat. You drop your line into this. Uh, there's a couple of different places on the map where you could fish. You drop your line in. You get it as far down as you can without touching anything. Because as soon as you touch a fish, it starts pulling up. And then when it, when you start going up, you got to grab as many fish as you can. And then instead of them just like going in your boat or, or whatever and you getting them, they when you get to the surface, they fly up in the air and you have to shoot them with a gun. What? To get the points. Yes. Okay. And it sounds crazy, but that's because it is crazy. It's ridiculous. And then what happens to the fish once you shoot it? They die and you get points. Okay, but do you you don't get to keep the fish? No, they're dead. Right. They explode when you shoot them. Oh, okay. Well, but you get the points and you get that, the money. That, 
and you can use that money to then buy power-ups and stuff. But, but so, who's like, replenishing the fish population? Oh, there's lots of fish. Mm, nah, it's just, it just sounds like a flawed model. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen a shortage of fish. <laughs> they just keep coming, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, the it's a paid app. It's two ninety nine to get it. But, it, A, it's completely worth it because it's a great game. But, B, there's no in-app purchases. Everything you get in the app, you earn by killing the fish, getting the money from the fish, and then buying the stuff in the little in-game store. And so, like, you can buy better guns and and uh, power-ups and stuff like that. It's a great game. So is this just for iPhone, or can you get this on iPad? Uh, It is iPhone and iPad. The only problem is, once you start a game, like, once you start it, like, it doesn't, like, sync. So, like, Uh, if you have a whole bunch of power-ups on your iPhone, they don't translate to the iPad. Gotcha. So I would start it on one or the other and, and just play it on there. Okay. So, I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, it works. It works great full screen on the iPad. It looks pretty good game. So you, play, you played iPhone. it on the iPad. I played it on the iPhone because I didn't know. It, I didn't see the little plus symbol that meant it was universal. So I played it on my phone first. Oh, okay. But I might go back and play it on the iPad just for the hell of it. Cool. So it's a great game. It is ridiculous indeed. Um, so, uh, so that's the, the last new game, new app I want to talk about. I also want to talk a little bit about, um, the podcast app from Apple. They just updated it today, I believe this morning. Oh, maybe? really? Yeah. It's version 1.2 now. It's updated. They've updated the design. They've gotten rid of that, um, that, uh, the tape player look and it looks more clean and, and it's very neat and, and, and much more clean. Um, they've added where you can actually customize stations. So you can say, okay, I want these three podcasts to be in that station and these two to be in that station, which is pretty similar to what I do in downcast. So that's, that's a cool feature to have. Um, and, and they just make it better, easier to organize your podcasts. Um, so it looks really cool and it's still free. So if you're looking for a podcast app, yeah, it's not, it's nice. I, I, it's the one I use. I haven't looked at the new update, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's functional. And for what I use it for, which is listening to the three or four podcasts, um, that I listen to, I mean, it's great and it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And, and you can't beat the price. Price is free. Yep. I still, I'm going to keep using downcast, but that's primarily because I've got, I don't know, 30 different podcasts in there. And I have them organized in playlists and groups and stuff, and I have custom settings for how I want them to download and not download and all this stuff. So, like, it it's not worth it to me to change. But, um, but yeah, stay, it's it's a good yeah. app, and it's stay, updated. Stay strong, stay strong with your convictions. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> so there you go. There's some apps. Go get all three of them. Boom. Boom. So let's uh let's talk a little March Madness. Is it March? It is March. It's actually is almost it the end of March, as it were. It is. It is. And uh, we are we are knee deep in uh, <laughs> in March Madness. March Madness we are crap. Deep, we? And uh, it is upon I'm, us. The brackets I'm just are here. And right now at our at our respective points. And well, the interesting um, thing about simple the thing I love about simple bracket and the reason why. So I actually had um, a couple of different games picked in simple bracket than I had for our ESPN pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the simple reason was because I, you know, looking at the scoring system and they actually reward you for picking more of these upsets. So you get yes. more, more picks. So if you look at, um, 
you know, I actually have less picks than right than some people, but I am higher on the scoreboard because I've picked some uh, some upsets. Yes. So I enjoy that. So right now you have uh, in just the just since we started I have recording gone from you were in third place in our pool to dead last. Yeah. And uh, as we were recording, Georgetown, the number two seed, uh, just got taken out by Florida Gulf Coast from our very own Fort Myers, Florida. I would like to say that the leader of our pool, the Lord of the Brackets pool, Mr. Tim Rossettini, uh, Tim from Chesapeake. Yeah, you can follow him at, at New Juicy. At New Juicy. Uh, he is leading our pool with a healthy 31.7 points. Well, here's the, and here's the, here's my point is that he has correctly picked 17 games. He's in first place. I have also correctly picked 17 games and I'm in third place. So he picked, yes. a, he picked a couple more of these, uh, of these bigger upsets. So, um, if you go over to leaders, now I don't know if this is all leaders or just leaders among the, the pools you're in. But looking at the leader that's shown on my leaderboard, Mr. Bryant Tran, who I don't know, and looking at his uh, his thing, he has 66 points. He has correctly picked 22 of the 32 games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just crazy town. Yeah. But, I mean, somebody's got to pick a, you know, somebody's got to pick a bunch right. Yeah. Just the law. It's just the right. It's just did you pick the right ones. You know, it's like I picked yeah. a bunch. Well, of, see, I picked a bunch of upsets and then they didn't go because they were the wrong upsets. Yeah, I think that's well, that's why I'm in last place is because I picked the wrong teams to win. There you go. But see now, but so. the, you know, the problem that you're going to have is that you pick the wrong teams to win, and then you pick them to win again yeah. and again. Georgetown and, again. and Kansas State. Kansas are State hurting. murdered you today, like literally yeah. straight up crossbow to the head, zombie. Like, patient nineteen murdered you. Kansas State. I, I picked him. I hate I picked him. him. So I actually got the points for that. You didn't get the points, and you no. have you have him them winning three more games. I do have um, seven achievements. Oh, no. I have the pool master achievement, meaning I'm in at least three pools. Who else are you in a pool with? I am in uh, the official Kickstarter right. I'm pool. I'm in that one. I'm in Lord of the Brackets, and I'm in Pin Addicts Anonymous. That's a podcast I listen okay. to. Okay, that's funny. So, the the uh, the host invited all his listeners to uh, join him in a pool. So I'm in I'm in those three. I'm I got the Kickstarter uh, badge for backing Simple Bracket on Kickstarter, which I assume you got also. Yep. I have the In and Out badge for correctly picking a team that wins as a result of the opposing team missing a last second shot. At New Jersey got that one too. Yeah, I have the uh, the Cinderella the Cinderella slipper um, badge slipper. Yeah, yeah, the little slipper for. Picking a double-digit seed win in the first round. I have the close one badge for correctly picking a team that wins by two or less. I have the blowout badge for picking a team that wins by 30, more more than 30. And my favorite, the perfect region. Yeah, I would have had that too if I picked Oregon, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I was perfect in that region too. I just picked. Yeah. I just didn't pick Oregon, yeah, but, or I picked Oregon. I didn't pick Cal, whatever, whatever you, it was. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't well, I have, I have two that you don't have, so there. What do you I have? have the, I, I have, have the founder badge. Because, what is that? Because one? I created a pool. Oh, cool! And I have the inviter badge because I invited someone to join a pool. Is it somebody? Did they? Because see, I invited two people. Oh, and they didn't join. Oh, well, see, so that's not fair, man. So you were you were like trolling for for achievements. Well, I was inviting two people that I thought would enjoy playing this game and have let me down. It, like you invited them to our pool. Yeah. And they, who is it? Art and Randy? No. Oh, okay. 
That's funny. It is my wife and stupid Kyle who doesn't like fun in Halloween. Oh, stupid Kyle. What is he going to do? But but he managed to not only join the ESPN bracket, but send a lovely email out this morning as to the method of how his wife picks his teams or picks her teams. That's fantastic. Did you read that email? Was- I did not. <laughs> really? You saw it. You chose not to read it. I saw it. I skimmed it. Interesting. So uh, that's pretty funny. Apparently, she, choos- she chose her selections by the town that she would more likely live in, most like to live in, I guess. Hey, it makes as much sense as any other. So she clearly picked uh, Wichita State to win. And I have to say, not only am I dead last in our simple bracket pool, I am also dead last <laughs> with zero points in the SBN bracket because ESPN oh, let lost it out. my let it bracket out. twice. That, well, twice they well, lost you it. Took, uh, you took the high road with that one. I put it in. It disappeared. I put it in again thinking, oh, it was fine. No problem. And uh, it disappeared. And it disappeared, and I didn't find out until after the deadline. So can we uh, get to the important part? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So we talked about, you know, so obviously since uh, you screwed the pooch on the ESPN uh, bracket, we're really going off of of our simple bracket. And much much like our lovely Oscar bet, which uh, is resulting in me going to check out uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation next week, we, uh, we need to have a bet for the, yeah, the winner of the, the simple bracket pool. And yes, we uh, do. you have been charged with coming up with what the, uh, what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I got, uh, I got three, three options okay. here. All right. Hit now, are we going to, are we going to decide amongst ourselves or are we going to let the, uh, the good listeners? Pick? No, cause it's going to be like three weeks before they get back to us. So yeah, we're going to decide. So, we're going to decide okay. right now. All right. So, uh, I got, I got three possibilities. Okay, here. Number one. Okay. Number one, go see. And live tweet the Crudes. Okay. Live tweet the Crudes. Ter- That's number terrible one. Movie. Number one. Terrible movie. Right. I can already tell it's terrible. My wife really wants to see it, though. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Uh, she's crazy. I uh, love her, but she's crazy. Number two. Perform for the podcast a dramatic reading decided by the winner. Most likely text from one of my daughter's books. Okay, so women, I have to. Perf- so someone has to perform a dramatic reading from one of your daughter's books. Yeah, like Green Eggs and Ham or some shit like that. Yeah, the 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 winner picks which book. Okay, okay. which pick which, which the loser reads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And number three, the winner picks the loser's Twitter profile pic, banner, bio, etc. For one week. Done. That that's that's the winner. Because that's yeah. I actually thinking. I, thought you'd I like was that. thinking about that. Um, about Twitter avatar pick and what made me think of it, you uh, you tweeted out the, the the Yelp profile of babes, and, and if you look at the Yelp profile, there's actually a photo on there, and I was like, man, I would really love to put this as Nick's Twitter pick for like a week. So, which is it? The photo of the guy, <laughs> yeah, with a bottle of like Jack Daniels. I don't even you got a bottle of Jack. I don't even think that's at babes. I don't. Uh, maybe it's outside. Um, there's, there's too much light. So yeah, um, I think that's outside somewhere. I don't think that's at Babes. <laughs> Not that I know what Babes right, looks right. like. No idea, no idea. Um, so so wait a minute. Let's get this. So, uh, Avatar, Avatar, pro, uh, profile pic, uh, banner, from Avatar, banner, and the the biography, and even the location if you so desire. Okay, bio location for a week. Yeah, for a week. All right, for one week. All right. So the so the loser can put whatever he wants. I mean. You know, get you with with uh, with respect to you know people that are close to us. You know, 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but you know don't go over the edge. But uh, yeah, you're you're well within your right to put whatever you want there for it, for the winner or for yes, the loser. I like it. So okay, like that's what we'll lot. go with. So uh, so it's going to be a, a Twitter takeover. Twitter takeover. Awesome. So the Twitter takeover bet. I like it. Now, of course, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to like let the the see the thing is since since we don't know each other's Twitter passwords. Mm. We're gonna have to like uh, you're gonna have to like submit it. Oh right, right. And the the loser is gonna have to do it themselves. Right. It's even worse. That's <laughs> it's even worse. You have to, you have to be the one to carry it out. Yes. Wow, dude, that's awful. That's like you you have to you're you're being sentenced to death to die by lethal injection, but you have to and give you gotta, yourself the injection. You got to effed up, bro. Hit the plunger yourself. That's effed up. Um, it is effed all up. right, all right. So that that's that's good. I like it. I like that one. Uh, I do not. I do not have any desire to see the Crudes, um, and also I'd like something different than what we did. And while I don't have anything against uh, having a dramatic reading of uh, Green Eggs and Ham or One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, or I don't know, maybe she's she's probably at like a higher reading level now. She's probably like reading To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Yeah. Well, she finished Beowulf. Excellent. And actually, uh, I really I think, enjoyed Beowulf. Actually, yeah, she's a big fan. And I think she's starting uh, that Grendel. Uh, that Grendel, he's a sneaky one. She's starting uh, Gravity's Rainbow next week. Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She's a big pension fan. Uh, yeah. So we'll do the uh, Twitter takeover. <laughs> she, she, I heard she also likes Vonnegut. She's a huge Vonnegut fan. Oh man, I can't get that copy of Slaughterhouse Five out of her hand. <laughs> wow. So uh, good. So we have our bet. Yeah, we do. So how it's looking now? Uh, I think the latest looking good the latest for me. update is of our final four. I have I still have I think all four of my final four are still intact. I have Louisville, Gonzaga, BCU, and Miami in the final four. Um, and it looks like we have one okay. of your final fours already uh, took an early yeah, exit K- with Kansas K-State's State. Gone, yep. And I've also got Duke, Kansas, and Miami. Of course, everybody knows I always pick Kansas, uh, pick Kansas to win. Right. So. I saw that. I was that was like yeah. shocker there. Yeah, shocker. I always pick Duke, Kansas, Kansas. and then Duke Kansas to win. So I uh, think I think I pick Duke and Kansas for the for the championship pretty much every one, year. One of these years, one of these years, they're <laughs> going to win. It's going to happen. One of these years. Uh, so yeah, so continue to monitor that to see uh, who's going to have the Twitter takeover. So that'll, that'll be interesting. It's going to happen. Um, so moving on to uh, some more lighthearted uh, madness endeavors. We yeah. uh, we have a couple of other ones. Just we'll go through real quick here as we're wrapping up this uh, lovely episode that I thought yep. were pretty interesting. Obviously, we do as I do every year, or at least I've done for the last couple of years in our bracket pool is the mascot bracket. Yeah, which when I looked, they weren't the mascot bracket was not doing too well. Mm, it's not doing too well, and uh, you know, but I think he, it was beating me. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beating my interest. But I think it's. I think it's. Did NC State end up? I think NC State lost, didn't they? I believe so. Did NC State lose because I think because I think NC State is definitely who we. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I picked them. Mm, <laughs> yeah, so so mascot bracket is kaput. The yeah, we. I mean, because you look at. I think I looked at the final. Let me look and see if I can get on here because I of course I don't have it with me. But uh, I put in the final game. It was Albany, which was the 15th seed who played Duke, I believe. Right. Yep, uh, yeah. Fifteenth seed yeah. who played Duke today, who lost miserably. I had them in the final <laughs> game uh, against uh, NC State, and the reason I did is because Albany, the mascot, 
is not one, but two Great Danes. And, yeah. and while you may think that they are timid and gentle creatures, um, you know, you don't want to piss them off. You don't want to piss them off. I think you really got to, you got to watch out for them. So, um, you know, they, I think they really come up and, and they really took a lot of people by surprise because there's not one, but two of them. And, uh, but when you got to the final game with NC State, it was a wolf pack, man, a fucking wolf pack. They, they, it's a pack of wolves. Right. Right. I do like the epic battle. Between UNC and VCU that you have matched up here. Yeah, exactly. That's a it's big like one. Ram, Ram v. Ram. Ram v. Ram. And, uh, uh, I like and, that. The, and the Albany, so it was the Great Danes versus the Leprechaun, because it was Albany versus Notre Dame, because I think I had Notre Dame in the, uh, if my app would ever load. Um, in the Final Four, I think I had Albany, Notre Dame, NC State, and... Uh, UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Yeah, because of the freaking bear, man. It's a bear, freaking yeah. bear. But the bear, well, it's a Bruin, right? It's exactly, a, like a worse than a exactly, bear, exactly a freaking Bruin. So the but the okay, I do have a couple of questions. Okay, though. what the hell is a billikin? Uh, it's an unidentified white creature, and because of that, I think it really had a nice run through the tournament. Um, okay. Okay. I can see that. And, and how did you possibly resist matching Oklahoma state and New Mexico state? Cause I would have, I would have put them two together. Oklahoma they're, state. They're both pistol Pete. Oh, uh, because again, unidentified white creature, you know, I think, uh, see, so you're going on the, this, the supposition that unidentified white creature, it could be freaking anything. Exactly. It's unidentified and apparently yeah. it's really big. So I think that uh, the pistol Pete guy, um, w- wouldn't be ready for it. So I think the the white creature would have like just sat on its face or something, and Pistol Pete would be no more. So mm-hmm. yeah, bye bye New that. Mexico State. Uh, hello Billiken. <laughs> hello Billiken. Yeah, so it was not to be. So, but Billiken did uh did go down. It looks like did go down to uh, Oklahoma State. You did appropriately put JMU over Indiana on your mascot bracket. A Duke dog definitely beats uh. a tire. <laughs> um, or whatever the hell a Hoosier is. And um, well, I didn't have, it was nice. I didn't have this nice little printout that I was able to send to you until after I made the selection. So I actually had to look these up. Um, so yeah, I didn't, have, yeah, as, what they I didn't have as nice of a, you actually have pictures on here and everything. So, uh, I don't know if that would have changed my, some of these I don't quite agree with because I think some of them they're using like the, the mascot that shows up and not the, the, uh, like, you know, right. What the mascot, what it is, know, the mascot of NC state is not Mr. And Mrs. Wolf. It's a freaking wolf pack. Right. I think for that, you have to take some license, some, some yeah. poetic license there. It would have been nice to see JMU against Gonzaga. Mm, yeah. That would have been nice. Would would have been nice, but not. Would have been nice to see um, Ole Miss and UCLA go at it. Yep. Yep. Um, and Harvard had no chance. Mm. So there you go. What's the Harvard mascot? Uh, it says John Harvard. John Harvard. I mean, no, no, John Harvard's not the mascot. I really wish I had the bracket that I filled out. I don't know where it went. But, uh, so, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. So the mascot bracket has died. It usually, uh, you know what, historically, Michigan usually does really well. The Michigan schools, the Spartans and the Wolverines, tend to do very well in the mascot bracket. But for this year, there's some reason there were a lot of two uh, animal mascots. And so two of anything, mm, yeah. you know. I do have to question why you picked uh, Colorado over the Fighting Illini. I think an Indian could take them out. A, a freaking buffalo? Isn't that Colorado State? Aren't they the bison? 
I think that's Colorado State. Is what? Colorado the is the Buffalo. I thought that was Colorado State. No, Colorado State is... And I don't see it on here. I don't know. It's no University of Colorado or the Buffaloes. Your mom's a Buffalo. That doesn't even make sense. All right. So we're going to do um, Colorado state mascot. I don't, I don't like the way they've described some of Cam these. the Ram. Cam the Ram is the Colorado state mascot. I think an Indian could take him out. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. An, an Illinois Indian? Well, you got a point there. Yeah. Illinois Nazis. I, mean, I hate I mean, Illinois Nazis. Wounded knee? Pawnee? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of knees. Wow. Isn't Pawnee in Indiana? Yeah, Midwest. <laughs> my, my point, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once you get over an hour and a half, things go down. All right, so real quick. and We've got another We're going to end on this, because I think this is the high note. This is the <laughs> this is the Wings of Apollo, which I, I guess it's some site or something. Uh, rock and roll March Madness. Yeah, I don't like how these bands were seated. <laughs> really, I don't like it. But it made, it made like for it. some interesting. I had a couple of upsets in these brackets I, that I, you know I had to have my Cinderellas right. So uh, I have so that the they were split off into four regions. You have the '60s region, the '70s region, the '80s region, and the '90s region. The 80s region effed up everything for me. Really? Yes. So let's talk about, let's go through this. Um, we'll start We'll start there then. We'll start in the 80s region. Okay. Uh, first matchup, we have Van Halen versus U2. I got U2. I had U2 as well. U2, I don't think that's a, you know, something you really can argue with, the longevity yeah. of U2, regardless of how much they charge for concerts. I actually have U2 going all the way to the championship. Ooh, oh, no, 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 no. We'll talk about that. All right. So, uh, who will you two be playing in the second round game? Guns and Ro- Guns round. and Roses or Motley Crue? As they will be playing Motley Crue. Really? No, I had to go yes. with Guns and Roses here. No, because Axl Rose is a pussy. Did you listen to Motley Crue though? Axl Rose is a pussy. Okay, that's why. Okay, that's why you put them there. All right, Def Leppard versus Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan wins that yep, handily. I, I would agree with that. Uh, and then he destroys the no, police. No, 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 no. I actually yes. had the police going to the Final Four. No. Police are amazing. No, You're, they were a sellout punk band. No, they weren't. Yes, they oh, were. Come. Sting ruined them. Oh, come on. You're a bass player. We're sellout, sellout punk band. Uh, great music. Gordon, Gordon Sting ruined them. Oh, you're terrible, per- terrible people. So obviously you have the police beating Metallica. But yep. then you have so you have Stevie Ray Vaughan coming out of the eighties. No, you said you had U two. I, well, I can understand that Stevie now. But uh, yeah. but I had police coming out of there. That just that just screwed up everything. Okay. Now okay, so move down to the nineties. Nineties. Okay. I got uh, Nirvana. I, I, full disclosure, I think you know who comes uh, I know I know who's winning the nineties okay. for you. So continue. Yeah, so I got Nirvana over Rage. Uh, I had Nirvana too, but not that I love Nirvana. You know, you know, I don't really like Nirvana, but I mean, it beats Rage. I, I can't deny yeah. that its presence and in in what it did for the '90s. So Nirvana's still, still enough to take out Rage. Easy. I got in a blowout win, Pearl Jam over Soundgarden. Boom. And this was a hard, and this a was contest. a hard one though. I really like Soundgarden, and they came. I like they Soundgarden, came up to but get, they can't hold they came, a candle. They came up together in Seattle. Um, Lo, you know, obviously they had a lot of collaboration with Chris Cornell and um, Eddie Vedder in Temple of the Dog, and so yeah, had a lot of had a lot of 
hard feelings about this matchup. Um, this is kind of like, you know, the, the brothers, the brother matchup, you know, the mentor mentee kind of coach kind of thing. Um, but he had to go with Pearl Jam. Yep. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, okay. So I got uh, Nirvana versus Pearl Jam. Okay. Uh, and then on the bottom of that, that region, I got Radiohead beating out the Chili yep, Peppers. This was my upset special for mm-hmm. this region. Love right out Chili Peppers, but I think Radiohead pulls off the upset. Yeah. Uh, I got I got Tom York taking out Flea's knees. Excellent. And uh, then I got uh, Stone Temple Pilots taking out Marilyn Definitely. Manson. Definitely. hate Marilyn Manson. You cannot stand Marilyn um, Manson. Then I had Radiohead uh, edging out Stone Temple Pilots to continu- I did continue well. the story. And then I have Pearl Jam coming out of this region. I have Nirvana coming wow, out of this region. Wow, okay. So you yeah. have Nirvana. All right. So you've got Steve Ray Vaughan and Nirvana coming from this You too and Nirvana. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I keep saying Steve Ray Vaughan. I don't you know. You too and Nirvana, and I have Police and Pearl Jam. All right. Moving over to the other side, the 60s. Okay. See, this is the one that this – is. this one really upsets me because I got the Stones – and the Beatles in there. Right. Well, and I think just that, if you go to that matchup, Stones versus The Who, that's tough. That's tough. I know maybe it's yeah, not for, that is I know it's not tough, maybe not tough for you, but if you think about what those two bands really meant to the, that, not just the 60s, but the era of music now, uh, that's a hard matchup, but that, that's what the they're, tournament's they're, all about. That's true. There are two good matchups and two blowouts in the first round. Okay, what, to start. The Beatles destroy the Grateful definitely. Dead. Definitely. The one seed. Beatles are the one seed. Yes. The Beatles are the one seed. The Grateful Dead are the 16. The, the Beach Boys lose badly to the yep, Doors. I had that too. The Stones just edge out the mm-hmm. Who. See, I had, I had uh, the Who in the upset special. Oh, is that your upset? That's my okay. upset special. Love, love the Stones. You know, I've got, I've got love for the Stones, but I love the Who. Um and great band, amazing band, and I just think I just think they had just enough to to edge out uh, Rolling Stones there and go to the yeah. to the Elite Eight game. Uh, and then I got uh, in a hard fought game, a close game, but I got Hendrix beating. Them. Excellent, I do too, and that's a tough one. But I really feel like I don't feel like Cream has the has the longevity. I think Eric Clapton no. does. I think, but but, not but Cream, I don't think yeah. Cream does. I think Cream was a great band that Eric Clapton was in. But without you take Eric Clapton out of that, what is what are they really? So yeah, Hendrix Nothing. Hendrix moves on. Yeah. So then in uh, round two, I've got uh, uh, the Doors falling to the Beatles yep. uh, due to drug use, <laughs> and uh, too, too and, soon, too soon. And, and Hendrix falling to the Stones also due to drug okay, use. Okay. So obviously, I, I have the Beatles moving on, and then I have the Who continuing. So I've got the Beatles and the Who. I've got the Beatles and the Stones. All right, and I have the Beatles moving on in the final four. I do as well. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you you took off. Uh, you you took out the. I took out your Rolling Stones. You know, as much as I love them, you got to give the edge to the Beatles. Yeah. I just. I know. hear it. So this this next the last one here in the bottom the seventies. It's a really interesting one. Um, there's a lot of different. Yeah, stuff Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So you've got your first matchup: your Led Zeppelin uh, versus Kiss. That's not even a contest. For All me. right, Zeppelin wins. Yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd versus ACDC. That one's tough. It's tough, but I had to go with ACDC. I did Excellent. too. Excellent. Yeah. Um, this one, yes versus Queen. I, I think it's no contest. Queen wins. Not Queen close. wins in a blowout. <laughs> I like yes, but man, Queen just, no, there's no way. Yeah, Queen on that. <laughs> and one. then uh, I, this is my upset special uh, Fleetwood Mac over Aerosmith. I put the same, but I didn't put it as an upset. I think it's, a, I think it's, a, I think <laughs> when you think about those two bands, I can't stand Aerosmith. I know you can't stand Aerosmith, but I think people that 
at least appreciate the two of them. I mean, you gotta, you gotta respect the longevity of Aerosmith. You know, kind of forget what's, what Steven Tyler's done the last 10 years, but you know, just that band in the, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even in the 2000s, I mean, they're, they're a, they're a good band and they've been around a long time. They made some really good music. I know you don't like them, but I think I still consider that an upset with Fleetwood Mac, you know, over them. But I, I think they fall miserably to Queen in the next round. I yeah, I have Fleetwood Mac dropping to Queen, and um, and I have ACDC losing close, very closely to Led Zeppelin. I do as well. So we look, we are we're yeah. all the same, and I have Queen coming out of that region. I actually have Led Zeppelin coming out of that region, um, but that is also a very close battle. Oh. And then I have Zepp losing to the Beatles. Wow! So you've got you've got the Beatles uh, playing in the championship game. Yes. Uh, along with you two. Yeah, so my championship game is not very exciting. <laughs> so so obviously the Beatles win in, in the blowout. Yeah. It's pretty much a blowout in that last game. Wow. Oh my gosh. So obviously if you look at mine, I have the Beatles um coming out, take overcoming Queen. That was a, it was a tough battle, but uh but yeah, the Beatles Beatles uh, pulled out the win there. And then uh taking the win over the police, Pearl Jam moving into the uh, final game. But ultimately, I, I had to go with the Beatles. Yep. I had to go with the Beatles. I love Pearl Jam. Love, love, love Pearl Jam. They will always be my favorite uh, band of all time. But the Beatles were my first band of all time. They were the, they were honestly the first group that I listened to. My my mother had me listening to them when I was a kid. I had the I had cassette tape that I listened to in the car, and she introduced me to music, and that was the first music that I listened to. And I know we went into this on the uh, music cast, but mm-hmm. but the Beatles, you can't deny what they did for music and how they changed music in in this country and in the world. So exactly. I think uh, no matter how much I love Pearl Jam, how much I like Rolling Stones. You know, I think the Beatles, they, they're the, they're the number one seed. They're the ones that are, you know, they're coming in, they're going to destroy everybody. I agree. So, so that's, that's interesting that, uh, we came at it from some different perspectives, but uh, ultimately, uh, we both had the Beatles. Yeah. We agreed on a lot. We did. I was, I was very impressed. I think the, what was the the biggest discrepancy seemed to be in the eighties region. Um, Yeah. The eighties just messed with me. Yeah. It seemed like most of the nineties were correct. Uh, and most of the seventies, interesting, but the, yeah. but the eighties, that was a challenging time for us. You know, uh, cocaine was really big and, uh, we were making a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Both of us. <laughs> All right. And speaking of bad decisions, <laughs> um, we're still recording this podcast. You've just spent an hour and 45 minutes with there us. There we go. Bad decisions. Uh, so I think that's it. That's all we have today. So, uh, you know, you got anything else for lovely listeners? No, man. Good to awesome. go. So it's looking like, uh, you know, we'll see how we'll, we'll keep updating the progress on the on the Twitter with the bracket contest. And we'll talk about next week on our episode, I'm sure, and see what the progression is after this weekend. Uh, and it looks like uh, next week we may be uh, talking a little Game of Thrones. Yes. The premiere is next Sunday. Is that Easter Sunday? I believe that's right. Yes. Yeah, so season three. Comes out so, next next weekish, and I will watch it next year. Excellent. So you're so you are <laughs> so you're gonna wait and get the season pass. See, I don't know if yeah, I can I'll do that. I think pass, I might. But, I think um, I might go in with some people on HBO and and uh, be able. To- I think it's a little bit easier for me just because I've read almost all the books, so I kind of know what's gonna happen. 
But um, but yeah, I'll definitely get the season pass when it comes out. So that's what I don't understand is why wait a year and pay forty three dollars on iTunes when you can get it now for like twenty bucks on HBO Go. Because I will have it forever. Oh, okay. Nah, I guess that's that's a reason. Yep. At least as long as Apple TV is around. Oh, I download that shit and back it up. <laughs> Boom. So it'll be there forever. Forever, ever. <laughs> forever, forever. Awesome, guys. So this was a great show. A little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, For appreciate real. you hanging in there as long as you did. I'm sure a lot of you probably broke this up into about eight different uh, segments. So appreciate that. Appreciate the loyal listeners we have. And, uh, just want to say that uh, until next week, uh, for, you know, for Nicholas, this is Brandon, and this has been another another rousing and uh, fun-filled, innovative and inventive. Is that was that the, inventive? Innov- it has been innovative. It has been very inventive uh, podcast episode, and so I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed uh, talking on it. Take care. <laughs>